computer. Are you concerned about your child in college? As a mother of two kids in college myself, I am right there with you. It's not easy to let them go, and we all want them to be happy, healthy, and successful. My guest today is dedicated to helping college students and their parents navigate this challenging yet exciting time. Hello, and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Students are reporting higher levels of anxiety and depression every year, and COVID has only made things worse. What can you do to help your college student? Well, you can make sure they have the habits, skills, and tools to do well academically, make good choices, and feel empowered rather than overwhelmed. Here with us now is mother of three college graduates. She's a lawyer and a health coach and founder of Crush College Stress, Dale Troy. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you because, as I said, I have two college students myself. You graduated summa cum laude from Yale. So, wow, you know all about the stress of going to college. And what led you to doing this as a career? Well, as you said, I, I went to Yale and I was stressed, but nobody talked about that stress. It was just uh, something that you had to deal with yourself. But to, on today's campuses, as I saw when my three daughters were in college, everyone is feeling stressed. There's so much anxiety, depression, unfortunately, even suicide. And I don't, I'm trying to figure out why is that? And there are many reasons for that. I think a lot is just society and the pressures that students feel and how we're raising our kids to not be as independent as I was raised. And I think all of this is kind of coming together and just creating a storm. And I, just didn't want it to be that way. So based on my prior experiences and my health coach background, I thought I could make a difference and kind of fill in that gap from the, you know, the transition that takes place from high school to college. So yes. And you started this before COVID, but since COVID happened, oh my goodness, you really must be seeing what's going on with people stressed out, not able to have that social connection that is so important to all of us, but especially when you're in college, that's that's part of the whole thing. So, so what have you been seeing? Just tell us, you know, in 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 this business that you're you're helping people, what are some of the main concerns? Definitely the social aspects. Uh, I have kids that I know going back to college now, and they thought they were going to be free of masks and, and social distancing, and that's not the case. So they're you know they're they're upset about that already. Uh, they had to deal with that all last year. Uh, so the social thing is really probably the biggest. And then uh, secondly, if they have to en end up doing online courses, that is just not as effective. And it's just really hard to do that from your from your dorm. It really so, is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I worked with a lot of students last year who were doing classes from their dorm and I ended up being their kind of their motivator and helping them with their time management. It was just really stressful for them. Yes, yes. My, my son did it. He was a sophomore last year. My daughter is starting as a freshman this year. And I'm just, we're all upset about the fact that we are still in this. We thought it would be, we wanted to throw our masks out and burn them and here we are again. And 
vaccine mandates and mass mandates and, you know, uh, these statistics where we're seeing more cases of COVID. So it has been challenging for all of us, but especially for somebody who's in college or just starting college. I mean, it's, it's already enough stress, especially if you move from home and you're going through all those changes. And now you have this on top of it. So what do you do? You have really five areas that you focus on. Well, the first area I talk about is how to set goals for yourself. So rather than worrying about what's going on outside of you, like start to go more inward and figure out, you know, why, why am I here? What do I want to get out of this? And look for the positive in the situation. You know, what, what can I learn? What do I want to accomplish this semester? So that's like a really good place to start. And it helps you with your mindset if you have something to, to aim for. I find that a lot of times we're not really taught that in school. We're taught lots of stuff, but one of the most important things we could be taught is goal setting, where we're headed, how to manage your time, what steps you need to take to get there. That is part of life. That's part of school. It's part of business. It's part of being a mom, a parent, everything, everything we do. And yet there's not a whole lot of focus on that as we're growing up. Do you agree? I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the things that I work with students on should really be taught in high school or even earlier. But these are things that we're not focused on that are really essential for life. Absolutely. And I see my daughter who's going to be 18, sometimes just kind of go on her phone and just start looking at stuff. And I just talked with someone in a previous podcast and I just said, don't live your life like a cork bobbing on the ocean, just kind of floating around. Have some direction, even if it's, you don't have to know what you're going to be when you grow up, but you have to know what you like and try to go from there and have some idea. I mean, some people know Tiger Woods knew he wanted to be, you know, a professional golfer when he was three, lucky him, but not everybody knows that, but you know what you like pretty much and what you don't like. So let's start there. You know, that's a good place to go. So that's a good thing that you do. You get them thinking in terms of that and where they want to go in the future. And then what else? The next is time management. Because once you get time management under control, it reduces your stress so much because there's so little structure on a college campus and that's what they're used to structure. And that makes everyone feel more comfortable. So if you go into a situation where there's no structure, you really at kind of at loose ends. And I, so I really, really work very carefully on how to, how to create a schedule, a daily schedule, how to prioritize, how to use a to-do list and mark off things as you get them done. And, you know, it's just very, it's very basic, but these are things kids do not know. Yes. Yes. There's things that some adults don't know as well. (laughs) Waiting to the last minute to get a project done or whatever it is, just not managing your time well, not looking at your day and saying, okay, I have a chunk of time here. This is what I can do there. That's just an important skill to have for everyone. And you're not just helping them in college. You're helping them in life because this is something you really do need to know. And so what's the third one? The third one is how to feel comfortable on your campus, because as we said, you're going from home to a college campus and it's all new. And it really involves being um, a self-advocate and figuring out who do I want to be in my support network? How am I going to feel comfortable on the campus? Not only making friends, but getting to know professors, maybe uh, getting to know the tutoring people if you need that, or the career center. the librarians who can help you with research, 
just starting to feel like this is my campus looking for a mentor. Maybe it's your mm -hmm. advisor. Joining groups or clubs, if that's what you're interested exactly. in, just, just yeah. navigating it. That's yeah. very, that's very good. You know, cause I remember <laughs> I was young when I went, when I uh, was dropped off at college by my parents, I was only 17. I was I just turned 17 March of that year. And it was three hours from home and in my journal, right on my way to college, I'm writing my journal. Yeah, I can't wait, party time, freedom. <laughs> I thought, oh, this is great. When I stepped out of that car and I turned around and looked at this campus full of kids, not knowing a soul and my parents saying, my mother would have put me back in the car if I wanted. She was just at the verge of Italian mother, you know, wanted to grab me and you're not going. And um, I just, remember this sinking feeling in my gut. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was scared and I was alone. And I, you know, that's a that's a lot to put on a young person at that time. You know, especially if someone's taking a plane going oh. far away and they can't even drive home. I was only three hours by car, but even still, mine and both I didn't have a car, so it might as well have been by plane. So but it's still, you know, one of those things that you don't really prepare yourself that well for until you get there. It's hard to imagine what it's like until you're really in the situation. And, and as you said, the friends, um, because we're such social beings, I think kids really focus on, I need to find friends. How am I going to fit in? And that's super important. And yes, they need to be out there and meeting people and joining activities and participating in dorms. Yes, but especially, you know, it's tough if you're an outgoing person, I'm a pretty outgoing person, I can talk to just about anybody, but there are people that are not that outgoing, that are a little more shy, a little more introverted. That's a little harder, I think, in, in some cases to just kind of get yourself out there. It can be, it can be very challenging for people. So do, do you help with that? Like how to, how to do that? Well, that was my, actually, definitely my oldest daughter. She yes. was she was ready to give up after a few weeks. I can't find any friends. Nobody likes me. You know, it was, uh, it was hard. But honestly, what happened was she found one girl that she could relate to. That's all. That's all you really need. It's just one person who you can kind of cling to a little bit in the beginning, just to, so you can, you know, feel more at home on the uh, in the situation. But you know, I, I do recommend that kids just kind of put on that smile and, and make themselves do it. You know, that, that yes, it's, it's like, not always easy, but I tell my daughter, don't walk in looking at your phone. I call it an open face, have an open face, look, smile, look up, hello, say hello to people. You cannot make friends with people with your face and your phone. And that's what these kids do. <laughs> so adults do it too, not just kids, but you know, you have to be open. I say, open your face up and smile at people and just look like you're willing to have a conversation and then conversations generally just happen that way. But it's funny that you say that because I have always said, if you just have one friend, that's all you really need. And I told my daughter that I said, you went to high school with, there was 800 kids. There's 10,000 at your college. You got to find somebody there. You know, there's gotta be one person that you connect with. And then when you do it, it can change everything. Cause you know that you have that one person kind of looking out for you. So that's a very good tip. So what's the next one? Next one is all those healthy habits that I know as a health coach, because how you, you know, treat yourself, your body is going to affect so much. It's going to affect academic performance as well as your emotional well-being. So I talk all about how to eat healthy in a dining hall, making sure that you drink enough water and sleep is really essential in kids in college generally do not get enough sleep and that affects everything. And then the last part of the healthy habits is some kind of exercise or just some kind of movement every day so that you're keeping your body just, you know, 
at the at its at its peak. Yes, you're focusing on college, but I'm listening to you talk, and I'm like, these are tips for life. This is just stuff that you do. You should. Yeah. Everyone should know these things in life, and it is unfortunate. I wish we. I don't know what you would call that class, but like social living or living well class, whatever you want to call it in, in our schools, you know, it's just way to navigate the world better, you know, and I, I don't know what they would call that, but we need, we need that to have time management, whatever you're talking about. Yes. All of these are life skills, life skills. That's, That's what it cool. should be called. Life skills. There you go. There's a name for it. Hopefully it's put in our curriculum. <laughs> you Once they do that, you might be out of a job at that point, but I don't think you have anything to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, it will. And then, what's your final? My final is how to manage stress because there is going to be stress. I that's just part of life, and there is good stress. Some stress is helps you actually perform well. But what happens with a lot of college students is they get to this stress level that just doesn't end, and then they kind of crash and burn. So. I give them tools that they can use on a daily basis just to keep that stress level in control. And then also just make them feel more empowered so they know what to do when they're feeling stressed. So they're not, you know, going to a party and drinking too much. They're they're maybe doing some deep breathing or writing in their gratitude journal. Yes. Positive things that they can be doing. I don't know about a way to handle it. And, you know, I met with my um, with one of the counselors for for school for my daughter's college. And one of the things that she said I love was to, um, you know, when you talk about time management, look at your college career as a job. You wouldn't miss your job. You wouldn't be late for your job. You would you would never do that. So take it as seriously as you would, you know, most of these jobs are, you know, waitressing or whatever job that they have. It's probably not going to be the, the, the career they have in their life, but they wouldn't think of missing work. So don't miss doing something for school. Look at the library as your office. And I thought that was such a great tip. I was like, that is a great way of looking at it. But you did mention, you know, when they're in high school, they go from class to class. It's very structured. A lot of times, some of the, a lot of the work is done in class. Really, in college, it's probably the other way around. Most of your work is probably done outside. Yes, so a lot of a, learning is, is by yourself. You're really teaching yourself a lot, a lot of times. Yes, so do you find that some people are better at some of these skills than others and there's certain things you have to work on with some people a little bit more um yes in fact when i start with with a new student i always give them a uh, an assessment of sorts i kind of find out where they are already because yes they might be great at time management but they are eating junky food and not feeling well so um you know you, you really have to figure out where they are to start with but you know in general all of these five areas they probably could improve on, yes. but I focus on what, what they really need the most. I love all that. It just gets people thinking about it. Sometimes just mentioning to someone, sometimes people haven't even really thought about, oh, I need to do it this way. And it just makes you kind of focus your mind on that. So how do you actually work with the college students? Do you have a weekly meeting? Is it is it a structured program or is it generally kind of loose? How do you do it? If I'm working with a student before they go to college, then I'm doing all five areas pretty, you know, relatively equally. And I call it college success formula. It is really a, like a program. If I'm working with a student who's already in college and has particular needs and has having a, you know, a particular struggle, then I'm going to focus mainly on that. Um, so it really depends on who I'm working with. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's really individualized to a large extent. 
Yeah, all virtual, of course. It's all on, yeah, it's always been on Zoom even before COVID. So I'm lucky I didn't have to change that. So I work That's with good. kids all over the country and they are doing it from their dorm room. It's once a week and they can choose their time. And I work on evening in evenings. I work on weekends. I accommodate them totally. And um, I also text them in between sessions. So we're in more communication than just one. I love that because it can keep them on task a little bit better. And so what are you, well, first of all, let me just ask this. I know we had spoken before we, we started recording that you will not work with a student unless they are committed. If the parent just says, all right, I was going to get this program for my kid and the yeah. kid's not really into it, it's not going to work, is it? No, no, absolutely not. So yes, before I start with the student, I want to meet them on Zoom even if I've already met with the parent. So I will have maybe a short conversation and they'll say, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to work with her. So, yes. um, but, you know, I haven't had that problem. I think by the time that I have the conversation with the parent, the child is ready to make some changes. So they're actually excited about working with me. And the other thing I want to mention is that even if I can tell, and I do tell parents all of the information in my Facebook group, it's so hard for a parent to impart the information to the child and for the child to really listen and, and. Oh, they don't listen to us. We're just, right, right. they're dumb parent. We don't know anything. Yes. Yeah. It has to come from someone else. I mean, that's just <laughs> how it is. Right. I mean, unfortunately, but no, I do. One, one of the things I do believe though, is um, they, they learn more from what we do than from what we say many times. If you set that tone or that example, eating healthy, exercising, fitness, they see you do it. And and I think it's by osmosis in some way. It just They just see it. They just think that's the lifestyle. That's the way to do it. So hopefully my husband and I have instilled that into my kids. I don't know. I don't know about all the other skills, but we've really tried to emphasize that because that's in our minds, the foundation for so yeah. many of these other things, sleep habits and eating well and, and so forth. So what kinds of success stories have you seen? What, what happens with a lot of these students? Um, well, I have, I have one story that I really love, which is a girl from last year who was who um, went to college as a freshman. Her college closed after a few weeks, sent everybody home. So she was in her, her room feeling miserable because other kids that she knew were still in at their college. And so she came to my get to know you call with a hood on and kind of like very down. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know if, you know, if she's going to really want to work with me, but she, she, she agreed to work with me. Fast forward a few weeks, she has her hair all done. She's looking pretty with her makeup and we're having great conversations and her, she's, her, her grades are really good. And she tells me that she wants to transfer to a better school. I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about transferring, but okay, let's just keep going. You know, we'll keep staying motivated. She started exercising. She started figuring out how to socialize online. And so she wasn't so lonely. You know, everything was kind of putting uh, into place. And so she did apply to transfer to a very good school. And with her all A's from that semester and into the next semester, she actually was accepted. And I was just blown away. That's so great. That's, that's a good feeling you must have yeah. helping, you know, yeah. but you're really setting these kids up for success in life. It's not yeah. just college. I mean, this is important. This is really important skills to know. I, I just love that. Do you have a set program like, okay, here's our time management course, and this is what you need to know about time management, or do you kind of just get a feel for what they need? Um, no, I have a PowerPoint that goes along with each of these areas. 
So mm-hmm. I go through that and, you know, I'm telling them all sorts of very specific things along the way. And when I'm actually working with somebody who's in college, I, I physically help them. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, we're, we're creating the schedule together. Like they're writing it out. I'm talking about what their classes are. We're figuring out how much time they need in between to, you know, have, have a meal and when they're going to study and how much what time they need to go to sleep in order to have enough hours of sleep. I mean, we're, we're, it's very practical. It's very, yes. And very customized. I see. Yes. yes, And do you ever see the light bulb go off for these kids? Like, Oh, I get it now. I do. I mean, especially with the time management, because I make them use a planner, a physical planner. And a lot of them have said, Oh, I've tried planners before. I can't do it. It doesn't work for me. And a couple of weeks later, they're like, I love this planner. I can't believe it. You know, this physical, is not on their phone, something planner, they write. Physical yes. planner. It's, and as you said, like the woman in, um, you mentioned said, it's like a roadmap. It, it is like a job. I mean, it, it, it just yeah. tells you exactly what to do. You don't, it, there's no, like, it's so structured that it makes you feel like you're in control and that you know what you're doing. Yes. And, and you know what I think yeah. a lot, a lot of these students uh, learn from this is we have the choice. It's our choice. The direction of our life is, I mean, there's things that can happen that are out of control, but we have a a lot of control on what happens in our life. And to learn that early in life and not feel like a victim of circumstances or whatever it is in your life or the news that's going on in the world or what have you. I mean, we can, a lot of us can get down from that, but to pick yourself back up and say, what's my choice today? Am I going to choose to be positive? Am I going to choose to move forward? Am I going to choose to let this get to me? How am I going to live my life? And you're teaching them that they can direct Yes. which way they want to go. And that's important. That's, that's a life skill that they should know, you know, from that, from college on, from really from high school on, but unfortunately we're so, you know, tied up in learning all these other things in school that we're not spending the time on these life skills that I think we, we really need to. So maybe you can get out there and talk to some, some, uh, political people or whatever, (laughs) make some changes, who knows? I don't know. But I I do think we could use more of that. Plus, it's a mental health thing as well. And we all know mental health has been in the news more than ever before with COVID and how important it is. And I think people are realizing it's not mental health, it's not physical, it's health, all of its health. And I always say, if you broke your leg, would you just go, oh, just walk it off, just shrug it off, you'll be okay. No, you would go get medical attention. Same with mental health. And yet so many people still are like, oh, come on, get over it. And no, and I think we're, we're starting to get there, but not quite yet. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely, we're much further along than we were a few years ago, for sure. Absolutely. Well, everyone's been affected. Yeah. I think we all, you know, if there's any, like as horrible as COVID has been, if there's any positives, if you could find a silver lining, that maybe is one of them. But we're much more aware of the fact that we need to pay just as much attention to our mental health as our physical health. So, and that's really, you're helping students with that as well. Absolutely. And I think also um, kids are learning to be more resilient, to realize that, you know, things aren't always going to be so good. You know, you have to get through these challenges and and it's okay. That's part of life. 
It is part of life. I think a lot of kids have learned that and all of us have learned that in the past few years, everything that's happened. I mean, you can be just traveling along thinking everything's good and then boom, something like a worldwide pandemic hits. Like whoever expected that, right? And how it changed all of our lives and really affected so many people. (laughs) You know, mental health has been uh, very challenging for so many people, but we have the positive of that is we've been learning to deal with it. We've been doing better with our lives, eating better working out, you know, everyone's trying to find a way to kind of cope with our situation. And hopefully, let's hope and pray that this is coming to an end soon. It would be nice to see it, you know, wouldn't it, for everybody, for our college students and for all of our kids, especially, you know, it really affects them. So any parting words, I'd love you to uh, uh, share what you think um, parents need to know about your program. Um, Well, basically, I just want to encourage uh, parents to you know, really support their kids and, and believe in them because I believe all students can be successful and that that dropout rate of 30% after freshman year, you know, before sophomore year is, is really, to me, unacceptable. And I, and I think a lot, of, a lot of it stems from the fact that they don't have life skills and they just get to college, they feel overwhelmed, they don't feel supported and they, they just don't know what to do. And they think maybe college isn't for me. So, um, but I, I think that, you know, programs like mine can really help can really set them up for success and make them feel like, yes, I can be a confident college student. I, I know what I'm doing. Um, and I hope that more parents will, will you know, take advantage of that. Absolutely. And where can people reach you? My uh, website is crushcollegestress.com. It's probably the easiest way. And you can do an online visit with them? Yes. Um, and if they want to set up a, an appointment with me on uh, my schedule, on my calendar, it's talkwithdale.com. Oh, good. Okay. So they can go that way and yeah. learn more about what you do and see if it's a good fit for them and their, and their college students. So, well, it's a very rewarding thing that you're doing. I'm sure you are enjoying it and yeah. you're helping, you're helping kids live a better life. So I shouldn't just say kids, young adults live yeah. a better life. They're kids to me. <laughs> at this part of my life so but thank you so much for for joining us really thank you dale troy appreciate it thank you and thank you for being with me for living well with robin stoloff empowering you to live a healthier life be sure to subscribe and we'll let you know about our most recent episode uh please uh be sure to join us for our next one coming up very soon and until we see you next time please stay safe and keep living well